the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 143. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now onto the show. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. How are you on this end of the year episode? I am... Okay. I'm okay. I'm in a, a decent place um, physically. <laughs> <laughs> right. We both are in decent places physically. That's good. That means we're, our feet are grounded. Yes. <laughs> and our minds are, I don't know, I feel a little sensitive today. Yeah. Yeah. We just had a we had a pre-recording catch-up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, you missed We're that. We're both feeling a little raw today, but... Yeah, and you know what? It's the end of the year. Sometimes I feel that way. Very reflective. Sure. Very um, kind of... I mean, looking at all the things that we were going to talk about today, that kind of put me in this kind of reflective mode, but life just keeps happening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so uh, it's very lifey this week. And, um, it usually is that last week of the year is, is usually uh, a tender place for me anyway, as we're coming up upon it. It was when I had a real big, my last five day bender, you know, before I quit drinking and, um, I can feel it coming, you know, I get kind of pensive and what it was like, you know, kind of go back to that place. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, my feet are on the ground. So mm-hmm. yeah, to talk to you. I was kind of forced. I've been forced lately into thinking about what it was like because, um, mm. alcohol and it's ugly. The ugly, the ugliest face of alcohol has been really showing itself to me in some of my relationships Yeah, this week. And, um, So, yeah, it's been, um, that's why I'm feeling a little raw today. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I kind of went into this month thinking like, I'm good, I'm sturdy, Um, 
I got my tools, you know, really positive attitude. And it's not that I have a negative attitude. It's just shit gets real. And in sobriety, what I've learned, it's like, and I keep learning, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen each day. And you do only have these next 24 hours. You have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And accepting what is that kind of whole, that's been a huge kind of theme this year for me, just accepting what is. And um, I'm not so good at that, Sandra. I'm getting better, but my whole life, that was not, we did not accept what was growing up. You know, it was, um, it wasn't as, um, how do I say, I'm, I'm finding a hard time finding words. It, uh, a lot of magical thinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. yeah, a lot of secrets, a lot of, um, yeah, keeping things from others. That was that's kind of the, the basis of how I grew up. And um, I don't want to live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So this month just reminds me of that, all of the things that are popping up. I'm hitting a shit ton of meetings. And, um, and going in there with a really open heart so that I can hear the things instead of judge the things. Sometimes I'm in the judgy pants, you know, when I have that, my judgy pants on, I can sit in the meeting and it's, I don't get a whole lot out of it. I've been real raw myself and just kind of receiving just, I can hear the things I need to hear. And that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, um, I'm, in, I'm in making mode, or I was in making mode. I'm almost done with school, Sandra. I'm about, by the time this airs, I will have um, been done. My graduation application is submitted and all that stuff. So I'm, Woo-hoo. yeah, I'm very happy to kind of close out the year that way. But um, I'm in kind of computer mode of creating this class online. And I tell you, I cannot wait till I'm done so that I can just paint. Mm, right to my studio and you know do other things besides being on the computer Mm. (laughs) yeah I get that I uh, am still without a studio um Mm. my studio still has not has no electricity but I've been told that I should have it by this time next week so about Oh, good. About the time that this airs. Yeah. So when they got in there and started looking at the wiring, not the wiring in my studio per se, because my husband did that and he did a good, good job, but the, go, the wiring that goes to out, out to the studio uh, was questionable, sketchy, I think mm-hmm. was the word used <laughs> right. by the electrician. <laughs> uh-huh. So they're going to, they're putting in new panels and all of that anyway. And um, so that should be finished up by next week and I'll get my studio back. Yeah. Um, yeah so that'll be good. And in the meantime, I've been doing some hand sewing. I got knitting supplies. I still haven't. I know I've watched all Jen Geikley's YouTube videos, but I haven't like, I've just watched them. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. I I am too. I'm excited. I've, you know, I've tried to, 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 you know, look at this time without my studio in a positive way. And, um, yeah. And I, uh, I upgraded my Canva. I upgraded to a subscription to Canva. So I've been kind of having fun with Canva lately. Oh, cool. I've noticed you've been making some beautiful things on there. Yeah, I've been, I've been having fun with Canva. (laughs) I've been making things, meme, computer meme 
things. Yeah. For your classes and just for your, for your own work? Just for like my own work. But, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been fun. I've never, I'm not a graphic designer at all. Like I don't even know if I have a good eye for it, but Canvas sure does make it easy. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've been having, like I've, when I, decided on my word for the year. I made a little graphic with some of my own art and that was fun. And anyway, I love it. Yeah. I need to play with that some more next year. That too, that that's, um, yeah, you're right. Upgrading. It probably gives you a whole new world of options. It does. I was really surprised. I, I resisted upgrading it for a year, you know, ever since I've used it, I thought, eh, what could it offer? But it, it, there is a lot more that you get when you upgrade to a subscription. So, well, let's, I know we're going to talk about, uh, well, before we talk about the show, I just want to promote, since this is going to air at the end of the year, um, that I have a class online called Groove. That's an 11 day creative email course and you, um, it'll deliver to your um, inbox every morning at the end of that course. It's for the, it's for the creative beginner. So if you're thinking that you're not creative or you have a story around it, or you've stopped drinking and you are like, what's next? What, what can I do? I, I used creativity to fill a void that was in me and kind of has really helped with my recovery. Um, so it's this 11 day email course. It'll give you a little bit of homework if you want to do it. You can, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, and at the end of that course, there's going to be a coupon for my proof of life course, which will launch in February. And you can find all that on my website at tammysolace.com. And what do you got going on, Sandra? Um, I'm not going to promote Change Your Story right this second because I'm going to talk about it probably quite a bit (laughs) throughout um, because it has had such an impact on my year. Um, But yes, you can go, uh, you know, if you listen to this and you go, wow, that sounds interesting. I want to work with her. Well, you can. Uh, you just go to my website, theunruffle.com, and click on the bar at the top, and that'll take you to all the information. Um, I'd also like to, um, but what I would like to promote actually is uh, my my ebook that I wrote because oh, now yes. is the time of year that you may want to um, start a daily reflections practice perhaps. And if you didn't know, I wrote a book and it's just an ebook, but, um, it's not just, it's it's not just, it's an (laughs) ebook, but it's still very relevant. It's called your daily unruffled and it's 365 days of reflections and prompts for your creativity and recovery. And there really is 365. I know. It's Um, amazing. You can um, work with the book many different ways. I think mostly everyone that has given me feedback about it says that they put it down and pick it back up. They jump around, which is beautiful. I think that's the way that it should be written. It's not really written in any kind of linear fashion, even though each month does have a theme. Um, It's not necessarily, it doesn't work linear linearly is the word. You can just pick a <laughs> you day, right? To, you can just randomly pick a day. Um, so you could jump in any time uh, and it's $12, $12. Yeah, and you can put it on steal. your Kindle or your iBooks, or you can even get it printed. Some people, you printed it for me. So yeah. I have it printed. printed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a great, it's a great tool. And so, yeah, this is the perfect time of year. People are interested in itching to get into a creative practice. Yeah, that would be, yep. uh, that's a great recommendation. And where can they find that? They can find that also in my website in the marketplace. So it's backslash the dash marketplace, or you can just click on marketplace at the top of the bar. Come great. be one of the first items there. Great. Um, I think that's it. Oh, I, um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. I'm, I'm remembering when this is airing. Um, yeah. Okay. So this episode, we're going to talk. Um, last year, we did a year-end review of the year prior, and we wanted to kind of review 2019, kind of from top to bottom, and we'll see kind of how it goes. We have a loose framework here, but we were going to start off by talking just about the podcast and kind of yeah. what's been going on in the podcast this year, and then kind of we're going to flow into uh, some personal things, spirituality, recovery. We'll just, we'll just do what, what feels, we're going to follow our intuition. We yeah. are where we go today. We're going to, yeah, we are. Yeah. So uh, I was just going to say last, I was looking through my notes. I, um, I keep a little notebook for every month of, um, from my friend Tracy at Shutterbean, um, Tracy Benjamin, and it kind of helps me track the year. And it was really helpful to do this episode by looking at that little book that I do of hers. Mm -hmm. It's currently, and it goes January through December of the year. And I looked at, um, at the beginning of 2019 and this podcast had about 500,000 downloads, which was really cool. And I just looked at it this morning and we have a little bit over 700,000 downloads. So I just wanted to thank the listeners for, you know, 200,000 downloads in a year. That's a big deal. It is really cool. Very cool. So thank you for listening and supporting the show this year and sharing it. If you've shared it on social media or left us a review. And if you haven't, this is like the perfect time to do that at the end of the year. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can stop what you're doing right now (laughs) and just think of it as a Christmas gift. Yeah. You can gift us a review. Um, If you're listening on SoundCloud, we have links in the right-hand column to Sandra's website, my website. Um, That's where you can sign up for our newsletters, which we would love if you would do that. And then there's a little link so that you could rate us on iTunes. And so that should be pretty easy. Um, and if you're on iTunes, I think you can just do it pretty easily as well. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and um, while I'm thinking about it, um, this also seems that the time of year where n- we get a lot of new listeners, um, people, mm-hmm. you know, going through going through the holidays, if they've been. So we're curious or if they've been working on sobriety and failing or if they just had their last, you know, binge. Um, yeah. They start seeking out um, sober tools and sober podcasts. And um, this is the time of year where we get a lot of new listeners. So if you are female identified and you would like to join our secret Facebook group, you are welcome. You just have to find uh, Tammy or I on Facebook by our names and um, send us a DM and a friend request and we will add you. Yeah. It's a nice community of women we have over there. Yep. Um, so let's talk about some, a little bit of milestones that happened this year besides just how many downloads. I mean, we had a pretty, um, great year of guests. And I know you have some notes on that. What, what, yeah. happened, what happened on the Unruffled this year? We did. <laughs> we had some great guests. Well, we have see. all of our guests are great, but you know. All of our guests are great. And so if we don't mention you, you're still great. 
<laughs> we only have a few notes. Uh, well, we celebrated 100 episodes this year. And so Very that was cool. exciting. Very like exciting. Nice, nice three-digit number. Mm-hmm. Um, we had three uh, return guests this year, Amanda Grace, Caitlin, and Aaron Shaw Street. I know. I love them. I love them. Right. Very cool. And that was, that was fun. We had uh, Mr. Tommy Rosen. On that was kind of a big deal for us. The podcast this year. Yep. I mean, yeah, that was very cool. And he was so nice, Sandra. He was so nice. And, and how he followed up with us. Yeah. Like how the episode right. go? Did you think it was okay with your listeners? You know, did you get feedback? And like he was interested. He was he was like and his assistant was so great in sharing the episode and on their end, which I I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, he was so lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he yes, really he was <laughs> in all the ways, but uh, yes. his message was fantastic. Oh, so yeah. if you have not um, listened to Mr. Tommy Rosen's episode, he is episode number, hang on, I'm scrolling. Yeah, right 115. 115, yep. Yeah. Episode 115. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. Um, and then we did some fun stuff, right? This summer? Yeah. This summer we had, we decided, we pre-planned uh, our summer and we wanted to give each other a break and we did. And that was really nice. We each took on a co-host and um, broke our summer up that way. And it was really fun. It was. It was so helpful to give us some space this summer and not, I mean, yeah, we did kind of pre-plan and recorded them ahead of time. And we had, I think like the whole month of July, it felt like we had off, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. And that just felt spacious so that we could create and be with our families and go on vacation. It um, really did. And, you know, we could actually take breaks. Lots of podcasters do that. They right. just don't air new episodes. Right. Um, but we aren't there. <laughs> yeah, we're very We've committed. talked about it, but we are very committed to stay consistent. We've been consistent mm-hmm. for since we started. Yeah. And and we're pretty committed to that. And so um we figure it out. And yeah. When we do things like that, it's a, it's quite a bit of work on the front end. Um but it sure is worth it. Absolutely. And I think the thing I was thinking about when I was reading our notes kind of getting ready for this it's definitely an accountability project. You and I are accountable to one another and to the show and to the listeners and to our community. And I'm not saying that. So it's like, Oh, look how great we are. This is like a creative accountability project. This is something that we're doing every single week and it keeps us tethered, you know, for me and you, Oh, I'm not going to speak for you, but just that, that it keeps me tethered to recovery keeps me tethered oh. to another woman in recovery. Um, that's you, Sandra. <laughs> and that, that um, keeps me showing up. I love accountability projects. They really help me. Um, I can't have too many because then, yeah, I'm crazy. But um, I was just looking at what I didn't do last year that I wanted my accountability project to be, um, which was to paint a page a day in a journal. I didn't do that. Um, but I did this. We did this every single week, no matter what. And I'm mm-hmm. very proud of us. Very yeah. Proud of us. Yeah, same. Yeah. Any what else? Oh, we had an unruffled meetup in Portland. 
Yes. In June. And we got to see each other in June. And so many of our listeners. That was so amazing. That was so amazing. We went there. Well, it was my birthday. That's right. And um, we also went to meet uh, Amanda Grace and take a workshop from her. Oh, yeah. And so we were doing lots of things that mm-hmm. week, that weekend, that long weekend, but we also organized an unruffled meetup and that just blew my mind. Yeah. That went beyond all yeah. expectations. Yeah. And uh, you and I off the air, I know we've just, it's holidays, it's crazy, but I would love to kind of plot out the year for doing more meetups. Yep. We're going to um, do more meetups. Yeah. And I would absolutely come back to Austin if that would make it easier um, for one of them, but I would, you know, we owe Erin Shaw street a visit. She's not coming back on the podcast unless we visit her. Oh, for sure. For (laughs) sure. We have not, we have not calendared all of our travel this year, but it's happening. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, that's, um, that's something that I would love to happen. but that, but that connection with all of those women that night was so, it was a highlight of my year. For sure. I appreciate all the women that came out and, um, it went like, it was like a dream almost because then it was over before you knew it. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I know. So I love that. I love that. Is there more pod stuff? Is there more? I, you know, I mean, again, we had amazing guests. We had Christy Coulter. We had Ke- oh, yeah. Kelly Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Um, we had so, so many guests. And then we started our our most recent series, which has been really fun as well. It's so funny. The the things that we don't overthink, Mm -hmm. um, like this one where (laughs) we have just women from our unruffled community. Um, they're just like, they're just like us. They're just like all of you. And, uh, they are exploring their creativity and recovery. They're walking their talk. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't overthink it. And those are the episodes that we get the biggest responses from, I think. Right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're working smarter, not harder. And the women that are participating in that and answering just five questions for us, helping us kind of map out the interview. Um, I'm giving away our secrets now, Sandra. And it's just, it's, it's been helpful because it's been, you know, end of semester for me. You've been going through this big move. It's really helped us to kind of... Um, you know, streamline our process and just kind of systematically do these interviews. Um, and that's been great because they've been such a wonderful surprise. Every single one has delighted me and really, really, um, it's really good to get to know our community mm-hmm. and yeah. their service back to the community by sharing their story. Right. Right. Yeah. Because don't you find so, I mean, um, you know, listening to a published author or someone that has a quote unquote platform or, or whatever, you know, while that's inspiring, um, sometimes those, those people seem like untouchable kind of, you know, like I'll, especially if you're in the beginning of your recovery, um, you think I'll never get there. But I think there's so much inspiration to be had from listening just to another woman that's yep. kind of doing her living her life. Yeah. That's what I love when I go to speaker meetings um, at my women's group. It's I hearing for 15 minutes, the experience, strength and hope of another woman gold. Mm-hmm. Just gold. I can always find something from that, that, that talk. You know what I mean? I can always find a little nugget 
to meditate on, think on, journal, to do it, use it as a prompt, or just kind of ingest it and have it absorb in my body and go, oh, that's true. It's true for her too. And I don't feel so alone. So yeah, I love that we, that we decided to do that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, good year, Sandra. Good year for the Unruffled Podcast. Yeah. And I just want to say here, since we're just, this is where we're on this topic, is that it is a pleasure to collaborate with you. Oh, You make it so easy. And the way we kind of divide and conquer duties and the way we've kind of figured this out over the last few years, um, that's why it keeps happening every week. I agree. I agree. Um, I told you this, but I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, when Erin Shaw Street came to Austin a couple of months ago, she said something pretty profound to me. And it's something, you know, those things that you just can't see objectively unless someone actually highlights it for you. But she said, you know, uh, long-term collaborations are hard to pull off. That's no easy feat. And so, yes, mm. I am proud of us. We do work yeah. well together. And so yep. thank you. Yeah. We're, I, we're very different. We mm-hmm. have, we yep. have uh, all in all the ways, Yeah, but we respect each other and we care about each other a lot. Yeah. Very and, so. Yeah. I think that's true. And I think it's because we are different. I think I learned things from you, Sandra. Same. And I, and I learn, um, we've, I think, I don't know, we, me, I've learned about boundaries um, and also letting go of some things, which I'm going to talk about more in this episode. I struggle with wanting to control the universe. I don't know if you know that about me, Sandra, um, but you helped me with that in a way because of like the dividing and conquering of duties that we do. Mm-hmm. I have over the years, it really is a comfort to me now to know, oh, Sandra's got this. Yeah. In the beginning, I don't know that I felt that 100%. I don't even exactly remember, but I'm sure I didn't because that's something that I've been working on for a long time. And to know that I can trust you and trust another woman and trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. You keep doing that every single week and you show me that. So that helps me to trust not just you, but other women and people who say they're going to do things. You know, when I was in, you know, when you're in scarcity mode or when you're growing up and you think that um, people aren't going to follow through or or do the thing, then you, you start doing it for them. Right. And, um, I've struggled with that and that's not a pretty side of my personality and working with you and relying on you. Gosh, it's just helped me so much. And so thank you. Mm, That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, Yeah, I never would have thought of that. You know what you helped me with, and this has been my whole theme for my entire year. I was I I wrote a newsletter, sent out a newsletter yesterday morning, kind of talking about like my tarot card for the year that I pulled and how that really was my big work. Was um, it was the the Ace of Cups, which. Um, you know, kind of invites you to experience your full range of emotions <laughs> yeah. because that is, that is big work for me. That is big work for this Enneagram seven, this, I can disassociate. That's just a, that was a childhood coping mechanism of mine. And it's carries into my 
has carried into my entire life and it doesn't necessarily serve me to not experience all of emotions. And you, my friends, are very good at that. And you teach me, you model that for me. Oh, well, and I now really you're going to make me cry. <laughs> See, there you go. You're modeling it for me right now. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. That's a high compliment. And sometimes I think that's my, uh, when I'm, when I'm not in a great place, I think that's my weakness. And so thank you for saying that. That's very, that's very kind. No, it's not a weakness. It's not a weakness to show the full range of emotions. It's not. And by doing so, by modeling that, you give me permission to do that and know that I won't spontaneously combust. <laughs> I'm, you know, in pain or I'm angry about something or if I'm sad about something. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Sonos. I. Yeah, I'm feeling a full range of emotion these days. So, yeah, that does, uh, that's not a weakness. I know that. But sometimes my brain tells me that. Well, the things we tell ourselves, right? Yes. <laughs> Change your story about that one. That's right. That's right. Well, where should we go? I, I'm just looking at my notes and it just, now I'm looking at going, gosh, there's so much here. There's so much. Uh, I mean, I turned 50 this year, so yes, that was huge. And five years of sobriety. And both of those things felt really significant. Yeah. And they are. Um, so yeah, I feel like that I had a big, I don't, a big shift this year. Mm-hmm. It, but also... It's not like things just happen. You know, it wasn't like the big bang or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, these things have accumulated. I've accumulated. It didn't happen over, like a, a big change didn't happen overnight. Right. Um, I've been accumulating. Thing. I've been working on like just cleaning up all of my practices, physically, mentally. Mm-hmm spiritually, all of those things. And so, and it has taken five years and 50 years. (laughs) Isn't that, so I'm going to hit five years next year, Sandra and 50 as well. Mm -hmm. And what I feel, I wrote it down the other day. It feels like a second sobriety kind of, um, and I'm not even sure exactly what that means, but I think I'm feeling what you're, what you're saying. Like, I feel like, has it really been five years almost? And we've needed all that time to kind of learn some lessons and pick up the things and have everything kind of coalesce, right? Try to bring it all together so that you can kind of launch off of there mm-hmm. in terms of your feelings, your emotions, um, your creativity with the projects. It's like, it's been a slow build and now it's like a new foundation. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think I wrote down those exact words. Like, <laughs> yes. That's I, how it feels. Yeah. Like I've, like I've, for five years, I, I worked on the foundation and now it's solid. Yeah. Yes. I know. I guess I'm getting excited because <laughs> mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's how it feels. And it feels at first like it's just still wet cement for so long. Right. right? It's just kind of wet, wet, wet. And you're and... just like dry already. Just dry. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And now we get to get Busy on doing the first floor, uh, you know? Yeah. Ayanna Van Zant has a book called In the Meantime. 
and she talks about rebuilding your house of love, I believe, or something like that. And she talks about wanting to get to the attic, but you can't get to the attic until you have built the foundation. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like when you read that book or you're in a sad place, it's almost like, I'm never going to get up there. Like I'm never going to get to the attic. But now I don't know how you feel, but it almost feels like I'm like, God, that went fast. Yeah. That five years went fast. All the teachers, all the things, all the, all the lessons, all the heartache, all the hard nights and hot showers and meetings and, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's really beautiful to look back and reflect on that too. Yeah. Oh, you're at a good, yeah. And and you feel just your whole energy feels super, um, like you've shifted a little bit. I don't know. You feel super secure. I don't know for me, just like an outsider. It feels like you're, you're, you're marinating in exactly what you need to be doing right now. I feel that way. I I really do. I mean, um, do you remember sex on a Pyrex? That's what I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) What? I snagged that from sex on a Pyrex. All right. Do you remember we were talking about that? Uh, That was um, help me. I went to the captains and casseroles party. Oh, that's. Help our listeners understand this. Sorry. <laughs> that was, I pulled that right out of context. It was so funny. I wrote that down in my notes. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I feel like. No, seriously though, I do really feel that way. Like I really, I was very intentional this year about really just, Sandra, what do you have? What do you already have? And use that on purpose. You know, I mean, I, mm. I, I had a daily prayer. So, I mean, my, I've been a daily pray, prayer, mm-hmm. um, since my day one. And, um, that's just how I start my morning before I even get out of bed. And, um, I'm sure you've probably heard, uh, a line that says like, um, you know, prayer is, is, is talking to God. Um, and, um, meditation is, is listening. Um, yeah. But so that's been my prayer, but this year I started a pretty solid meditation practice as well. That's right. And so I've, I feel like I've been doing both now. And as a practice and, um, through that, you know, one of my prayers has been this year, you know, just please use me and my gifts to their highest potential Hmm. and use what I have. It's been really important for me to focus on that, the talents I already have Mm -hmm. work I've already done use that to the highest potential, my highest potential. And I feel like that has brought on the shift for me this year. To tune in all my work. Yeah. Well, that whole thing of like researching yourself, right? I keep going back to that and looking at my notebooks and even getting ready for this episode, I was kind of going through my last year of logbooks so many teachers, so many lessons. And that's why I had so many notes. I was like, so much has happened. And the way I'm feeling is that I need to 
just research my last year's notebooks and pull out the things that really um, stood out mm-hmm. and, and go back to them and maybe dig a little deeper. And um, I'm going to have some time and space with, with not having school. And um, I'm ready for that. But you're right to, to appreciate your talents and to, that, you could, um, that you could suss that out, Sandra, because mm-hmm. you had the time and space, I'm sure, from prayer and meditation and making conscious contact every morning with whatever that is for you, you were tapping in. It's key. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't think they have time for it. And that's fine. You have to get there how you get there. But the thing that helps me sometimes when I'm, when I don't, because I, I, I'm not a consistent meditator, um, is that there's 400, I'm sorry, there's four, 1,440 minutes in a day. Mm-hmm. If I can't find 10 minutes to start my day or do a morning practice, well, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> I mean, and not in a way that beats me up, but it's really just like a reality check. Like, really? You really think you don't have time for this? You really don't think you have time to make a gratitude list? You really don't think you have time? And in a way, it's just accountability to me. It's oh, not accountability yeah. to anybody else or, you know, um, yeah. But the, the kind of researching yourself, finding what your talents are and um, kind of amplifying them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that that's what I did. And, and, and then starting my work with women through Change Your Story, has that has been the result of mm. that. And when did that kind of culminate? <clears throat> when did you shift? I, because for a while, like you were, you had different ideas of how your program start- was going to go. I certainly did. I, you know, I really, I, I asked myself a question, am I just a maker or am I also a teacher? I I took that, that question very seriously. I brought it to Natha Campanella Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my natal chart reading. I have prayed about that question. Um, I, I just took it very seriously because I knew that as a teacher, I would be working with women in their most important things, which are like their dreams of, of, of accomplishing something, accomplishing or, or, you know, or creation. And that's just like important work. That's really important Absolutely. And I took it so seriously and I didn't want to step into something half-ass. Um, I didn't, I wanted to make sure that my intentions were aligned and, um, you know, I wasn't just chasing, I don't know, likes on Instagram or a dollar or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and so, yeah, I, I really just reflected on that a lot. And then I, you know, then I can't even tell you what it was like. I, it almost felt like I just woke, woke up one day and was like, okay, I think I'm just gonna, I won't know now at this point, I've researched enough. I won't know at this point unless I just try. Yeah. And, and so 
and that's that's how it started um but i can say like hands down it has been um the most valuable thing i've done career wise mm. i'm so happy to hear that yeah you listen to yourself right I mean, it has just been so i i think anything i say about it is going to sound hokey or trite but it really has been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I would have daydreams of like sitting around in, in the kitchen with, you know, with women talk, drinking coffee and talking about our biggest dreams. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and isn't it great that, that you came to it the way you came to it? organically listening to yourself, like you said, not chasing uh, money or other, what other people are doing. Like you just, you figured it out and that's why it's probably fulfilling you so much. It's very authentic. It's very, um, as it's supposed to be. Right. And, and yeah, you brought up another good point. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, when I was, you know, looking at the landscape on social media, right? If you um, are a creative entrepreneur, social media tells you you need to have programs and you need to, you know, you need to be a coach or whatever. You know, it's easy to see what other people are doing and compare. And mm -hmm. I do get a lot of inspiration that way. Mm -hmm. And I, by no means, you know, want to be someone that, you know, just swims in the other direction just because, you know, right. but, but it was just very important to me that my intentions were, were pure and aligned and, and, you know, I liked my decision. Well, it seems like it served um, not only you to satisfy you and to fill you up, but it's uh, this kind of beautiful ripple effect that happens in recovery. I think I see it happen. I can see it very clearly in recovery, but to see like creative recovery and kind of this creative bloom that you're, that's happening with the women that you're working with is very, very beautiful. Yeah. Well, and that's just been, that's just been the beautiful byproduct Yeah, of the work. So what about you? I want to hear what about, about what, hmm. what you, what stands out in 2019 um, for you? Yeah, let's see. Well, you know, I'm a list maker, Sandra. So I've made mm -hmm. some lists. So I might be more of a listicle right now with some things, but I'm going to get to the big lesson at the end. But let's just, I want to remind everybody that I met Rich Roll on January 1st this year. Let's just oh, start there. <laughs> I don't want to let our listeners down who also love them some Rich Roll. Um, <laughs> along with seeing Elizabeth Gilbert and Rob Bell. So that was on January 1st. And I love that. And I love that. Um, in January, I took a couple classes. I did a, a style school with Stacia Stavisek, I think is her name. That helped me, Sandra, in a way because I'm not super stylish. I'm pretty boring with how I dress. And after I went to She Recovers and seeing how beautiful and stylish and lovely you are, how Natalie puts herself together, I just was like, I didn't need to be like anybody else, but I was like, you can do better. <laughs> you can let go of some old ideas and the Stacia class was fun. It wasn't, um, it was, I didn't have to overthink anything. You took a shit ton of selfies that you post in a private group, um, which felt super uncomfortable. 
So that was a fun class to kind of start off the year and to kind of, um, I thought, felt like it was creative. You know, I could, I had the time in January and it was fun. Um, but another class that I took that I think I'm, I'm just going to revisit again next year was one of my greatest teachers this year um, was Pixie Lighthorse. And I took her seven journeys class in January. And that's the work I want to kind of dig into next year. Um, the journeys took me back. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, Sandra, until the end of the seven days, but they took me back to a a time um, when I was around seven years old and a lot of, I guess, I guess a lot of traumatic events happened when I was seven years old. Um, I don't guess they did, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they were revealed to me through these journeys, which is almost like a a meditative state that she takes you through using drumming. And it was all a little, uh, it was a lot woo for me this year. I embraced Mm -hmm. it in a way that I had resisted in the past, but those journeys, like, by looking at them and I, and then I journaled them and I journaled my dreams because the drumming activates your pineal gland. So you could have, um, or you, and the byproduct is a lot of vivid dreaming and lucid dreaming. That was a trip to me. That was very unexpected. I didn't research the class. I didn't do any of the pre-work that was available to me. I just kind of dropped in and then what happened kind of blew my mind. Mm. And that work, I was just looking kind of lined up when I did my year ahead spread with the tarot. I was just looking at this morning. I've only made sense of the connection this morning by looking at my notes. My, I'm jumping to a couple of different things here, but the year head spread I do with the Wild Unknown Tarot, and I got that from you and my friend Hillary. And I drew a th- the card for the year was my theme card, right? Which mm-hmm. was the Ace of Swords. Okay. Which means truth and mental clarity. And I looked at my notes this morning from Journey Day One that I did with Pixie Lighthorse. And... I wrote in really big letters, clarity in dark places. I need to set my internal GPS with this. Mm. And I need to envision me being honored. I need to envision me being clear. And I need to envision me being boundaried. Those were my, that was my, um, what I wanted to have manifest this year. And so my word for the year was honor, which really guided me, Sandra, really guided me in a, uh, in a lot of areas of my life. And so when I pick a word for the year, which we're going to talk about more in the next episode, I know, but that word was really powerful. And I left it on my desk all year so I could see it every morning. And that kind of guided me through the year. So I wanted to like honor my health. I wanted to honor my body, relationships, time, my worth, my word my marriage, my creativity, um, my spiritual path, which before I had kind of, I'm not religious. Oh, I've been baptized a lot of times. Oh, I'm just a seeker, but you know, I don't know what I was looking for. I wanted to stop doing that shit, saying things like that and just honor it. And even the woo, honor the fucking woo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody else thinks is what I, I've been working on. And I think I actually, I don't think I mean it this year about the woo stuff. It's presented itself in a way in my life this year that has surprised and delighted me. And I need to honor that instead of pretending like it's a weird thing. It's a fucking beautiful thing. I love it. I love what I've done and how I've opened myself up to it. Um, I want to honor my sobriety, my recovery, 
most of all, I want to honor my intuition, which mm-hmm. I had been stamping down since I was seven years old, which Natha Campanella helped me with. She did a birthday reading for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that first reading that she did for us, the natal chart reading went back to when I was seven years old. So all of that stuff, Sandra, all of that, all of the, you know, all of the work we do all year long, all the classes we take or the people that we're drawn to or the books we read. Like, I felt like this year I honored it. I felt like I didn't dismiss signs. I didn't, I didn't dismiss my intuition and I followed it in a way that I don't think I've ever done. Maybe when I was little, you know, but, um, that was kind of this cool thing that kind of happened this year by, you know, and then that, that byproduct of all of that was just the listening. I felt like I just was tuned in and mm. prayer and meditation help with that. Right. Like, like that you talked about. Um, okay. I'm all over the place. Uh, I didn't even, I haven't even been looking at my notes. No, um, that's such, that's such <laughs> important work though. That is such important work because, and you know, it took you this long to get to that place. You had to learn first to trust your voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, like I did a a fear inventory this year with my sponsor and I never did one, Sandra, when I was on my fourth step. I don't know, maybe because I feared it. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to stay on track because I think if I would have deviated from and done any extra work. I think my sponsor knew like I needed to just, let's keep moving. Let's just keep moving through. Um, but I did a fear inventory. I started one kind of at the end of August and finally got to finish it up with her um, in November. That was really important to let go of some fears and basically old stories that I'd been telling myself about myself and about others. And by kind of doing that work led me to having this clarity, this clarity that was talked about in the Ace of Swords, right? And through the learnings and the teachings this year and all the prayers I read every day are from Pixie Lighthorse. So I have her kind of voice stamped in my mind, right? It's imprinted. All of that has led me to kind of glimpse my ear and just look at it and think like my whole year has been a little bit honoring, yes, but also letting go of a lot of things. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, sometimes yeah. you can't let things go until it's been honored. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not because sometimes I would, I would shove it down. Mm-hmm. I would dismiss right. it. I would put it on the back burner. No, everything felt like it came forward this year. And I, because I, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Because I could no longer deny some of the stuff that's happening in my life. Right. It had to be dealt with. Like it had that truth and that clarity. It was like, it was, it was like blazing. It was like on fire. And I could no longer put it in a box. I could no longer put it in a drawer and shut it. Like it had to be dealt with. But I needed all year long to fortify myself. <clears throat> with meetings, with conversations with other women in sobriety. Um, I needed to gain perspective. I needed to trust that my gut was going to be listened to. Right. You know? So um, 
So yeah, embracing, <laughs> embracing the root the woo was kind of a big thing for me. And, um, and listening to my intuition and, um, I've, I also worked a lot on boundaries because because of that work, you kind of have to. <laughs> if you're going to let go of stories and not repeat things and not let it continue, you kind of have to make some boundaries. And you helped me with some of that this year. Um, definitely when we did that episode on avoiding drama town, we talked about um, boundaries a lot on that. And that was kind of a pivotal point when I called you and I'm like, I need help. and. Um, yeah, so let's see. I quit therapy this year. I let that go. Mm. I'm just going to say a few things I let go and then I can move on. But um, <laughs> I quit therapy. Um, I also really did try to embrace the not being a perfect student. Perfection as the goal, as the reward, as the um, that I'm worthy and valuable because I do things perfectly. Um, I'm still, I'm probably going to work on that for the rest of my life, but I feel like I made some big strides this year. Um, I let go of my old studio, the pink studio that I've been holding on to so tightly. Um, it was time. Um, I've also tried to let go of control. I cannot control people, places, or things. I can only control myself. And um, I've had to really let go of um, some things in my relationship with my husband and to realize that I cannot control his journey or his perception of me or our marriage or I can't control him. <laughs> right. You know, that's a really, and I really don't want to, but on one level, I mean, if I'm being really honest, which I want to be, as much as I can on here. Um, I have not had the healthiest pattern because I've, I've uh, wanted to control his healing, his, mm -hmm. you know, you should do this and this worked for me and thinking I'm well-intentioned, but underneath there's a, a level of expectation. And I think I realized that this year, Sandra, and it was very, I don't like that about me. I don't want to control other people, but something in me from when I was young, that makes me feel safe mm -hmm. to put things in order. I have the answers. So um, that's been my great work this year has been in my relationship with my husband. Um, and there's no tidy bow for that. There's no, like, a, I don't have a happy ending for that right now. Um, but at least I'm being really honest about it. And I think that truth and mental clarity, that card I pulled this year has really, um, I'm not afraid of it, of whatever yeah. the outcome is. I'm embracing what is. And I think that's my, my biggest lesson this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just to accept what is and that I don't control the universe. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I read something that was this was like a sweet little summing up of things. It said, letting go is the action part of having faith. And I struggled with having faith my whole life. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I have it now. Right. Yeah. That, that's that makes been sense. the work. So, yeah. 
oh, that's a lot of me, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I don't even have to pay you. I think it's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a journey. That's for sure. And that's what I love about recovery though. I'm not afraid of the work anymore. I was afraid at first. I'm not anymore. Oh, same. Right. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have, no, I avoided, I avoided this for most of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Whether I consciously knew that or not, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. It's like, and, you know, and if I caught glimpses of someone else, you know, that maybe they were doing some kind of self-discovery work, it's like, oh, it just felt like too earnest or too painful or yeah. too, um, I don't know. It never looked self-indulgent to me, not nothing like that, but just, uh, I don't know, too serious and boring. (laughs) I, I don't even think I even thought about it too much. You know what I mean? Like it just really wasn't even in my, yeah, I just kept existing and now I feel like I'm fully alive and living. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, the captain of my ship. <laughs> yes. Where do I want to go next? You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about the coming year. Like w- when we plan and we do our next episode, I freaking love when we do our kind of new year's evolution because, know. you know, it's exciting, but it's like, um, yeah, where, where do I want to dig deeper? I'm not afraid of that stuff anymore. I, I enjoy it. It's kind of the whole point, you know, right. Like, what do I, where do I, what do I want to do with this one life? Right. What is Mary Oliver with this one precious life? That's what she says. Mm-hmm. What do we want to do with it? Yeah. What is your first floor going to look like? Right. Yeah. Oh, I hope I don't have to get curtains. I always have a problem getting curtains <laughs> for the first floor. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, there was, I've shared this before, but this seems appropriate to say, but in, when I was drinking um, back in 2008, I just sold my wine bar and I had come home in a drunken stupor and not safely. I was driving, I'm sure. And um, my husband asked me one night, you know, why don't you respect yourself? And like that, I didn't stop drinking for another seven years. But that, that question, like I think about it, like right now, that's, I do respect myself. And that's why sometimes I can no longer live the way that I'm living. Um, whether that's bad habits, unhealthy relationships, like I do respect myself now in recovery and in sobriety. And it's, it's, I didn't respect myself then. I got really upset when he asked me that question, of course, like, what do you, Who do you think you are? <laughs> right? right. Yeah. <laughs> But I think about it, I was writing notes for the show and I was thinking like, yes, I completely respect myself now. And that's why I cannot put up with, with um, unhealthy relationships with anyone, family, friends, uh, you know, people at grocery stores who are rude to me. Like I, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. I'm going to speak up for myself. I have self-respect. That's what I've, that's what I've learned. 
And this year, it seems like it just got um, burned into my brain a little, a little more. Mm-hmm. And it's not even what you don't do, but it's also what you do do, right? Like yeah. that also serves your, I don't know, self-respect or self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That, that tried but true, if you want self-esteem, do esteemable acts. Um, yeah. That also, it's also what you give. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Sandra, just a little side note here. Uh, This year has been, I've been the student a lot this year, but um, I've also been the teacher and taking that role this year and kind of stepping into it. um, Natha had mentioned that to me as well about being a teacher in my first natal chart reading. And Tiffany Hahn um, has encouraged me, my creative coach, to to, um, step into that role as well to not have to be the student so much. So it all seems timely with me graduating. Um, I went through an art for healing um, facilitator training, which I'm going to step into next year and start teaching classes locally um, for art for healing with painting. It's going to be so beautiful. And I feel like I'm ready, you know, by, by teaching classes this summer was my favorite part. I didn't go anywhere this summer. I just taught classes live every Saturday for 12 weeks with the proof of life students. And that was a highlight as well. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I feel like this year was trying new things on for size, letting a bunch of stuff go, um, firming up some boundaries and practicing that work. But I don't know, I feel, um, even though part of me is sad about certain parts of my life, the other part of me is I am looking forward to the next year. I'm looking forward to becoming 50 and I get to get to be 50 mm-hmm. now. I get to turn another year older and I think that's an honor and I don't, I'm not, I'm not the type of gal that's going to be like, Oh, I'm turning 50. No, I get to turn 50, you know? Oh, yep. Yep. Where else do we go? Oh, and I went to Marrakesh. Let's just, Oh, right. Just right. Rich roll Marrakesh, some highlights. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Which was amazing. And Paris. So I, that was, that was a big deal for me to do that solo and to take that big trip. And that was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I can't wait for us to take a big trip together next year, Sandra. I know. I know. Talk about that later. I know. I know we're going to do a whole episode in January. So that'll be fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a good year. Oh, can we, I just have to ask you. Did mm-hmm. you read, are you on track for your 52 books this year? I am. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to come out with 52 books. Yep. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's amazing. I know. I'm kind of scrambling here at the end. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. If, 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 if I don't hit 52, it'll be 50 and that will be good. Yeah. Enough, but. Well, you've inspired me and I know you've inspired our friend Cody who was on the show right? Because you've inspired him to read some books, I think, next year. Yeah, that that was my favorite goal ever. And I can't believe that I actually did it too. Um, you know, I meant that I had that I had changed my morning routine quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. So instead of, I, I used to get up, make coffee and journal. That was the first thing that I would do. Mm-hmm. And so I changed my routine this year and I replaced reading with journaling. And now it's like, I look forward to it so much too. It doesn't, you know, feel like 
sometimes journaling feels like work, you know, especially if you're mm-hmm. trying to create a practice and, and do like a morning pages type thing or something. Sometimes it feels like work, even though there's always relief at the end when you're like, Oh, that felt so good to get that down. And it's not like I don't do that anymore. Um, I just had to, you know, sometimes if we want to invite an element in, we have to let one go for a little bit because we only have, you know, we only have so much time, Mm -hmm. um, to devote to these things in the mornings. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I read every morning and I read most nights too, unless I'm just exhausted and, you know, I get a paragraph in and I put the book down, but, but yeah, the reading goal has been really fun. It has somewhat kept me off off my phone mm-hmm. a bit, um, too. Uh, I've taken the habit, um, if I know that I'm going to be waiting somewhere like in a, a doctor's office or waiting for my kids while they do improv or some, you know, like I, I been, ta- I take books with me. So that was, that's been kind of a new thing. I wasn't always that sort of typical, bookworm that, you know, always had a book in my bag. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that too. So I just had to change up a few things. Um, but wow, that, yeah, that was a fun, in fact, we'll talk about it in our evolution episode, but I have a, I'm going to have a slightly different, a little more focused reading goal for next year, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Okay. Well, you're inspiring me. So I'm already thinking about trying to do the 52 books because my, my reading is shit. I've been on the computer and on the phone too much this year and I want to have some intention. And I feel like what's finishing school and being done with, um, going to community college, I'm not transferring to Sonoma state, uh, which is my university. I'm not doing that yet. I'm not sure I might. Um, but I'm giving myself some space in 2020 to, um, do other things. besides mm-hmm. That'll open up student. quite a bit of time for you. Yeah. And the reading and the, um, and painting hopefully, but I think I was looking at when I was looking at this last year and looking at all my notes, um, I thought I'd only read a couple of books, but no, I've read way more than a couple of books, but they, um, that time and carving out that time, um, is going to be important. So maybe I can, you know, maybe I'll do that as part of my morning routine. I don't know, but I, um, but you definitely, definitely inspired me. So yeah, that's a cool, pro- that's a cool accountability project for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So are we, should we wrap this up? I think so. I think so. Okay. I think so. Or I'm going to already start talking about <laughs> next year. 20, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, do we have, I thought it would be fun to maybe do a little toolbox section here of maybe some three things from the year that, um, yeah, let's see three things. I, yes. And mine are all going to be repetitive of, you know, they're all going to be condensed versions of everything I've talked about in the last hour, but that's That's okay. okay. That's, that's That's summing it up. Yep. Sum it up. Um, so my first one is my, is reading. Yep. That's been that book goal really was a great tool for me. I mean, I felt like I almost was in school or something. Like I felt like, yeah, that I gained a whole nother level of education. 
Um, you know, not all, I read some fiction too, which was incredible. I mean, I'm, I read some great fiction this year too, and I didn't read like all the trending books or anything, but, um, but I did some, I did some Mm -hmm. and, um, and, oh, I will add too that almost every book I read this year, I checked out from the library. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love me a library. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, Sandra. Uh, Let's see. First one. The first one for me, um, I didn't mention it when I talked, but I definitely want to mention it here. Uh, I put the Language of Letting Go app on my phone uh, by Melody Beattie. I don't know. She has a a book of the same title. Um, And she also wrote Codependent No More. And um, they're daily meditations, so like a daily reflection on codependency. And I didn't really think I was codependent, Sandra, <laughs> um, but I am. And I didn't, from, from getting these, uh, that came to me recently after having this app on my phone for six months, um, someone had recommended it in my proof of life course this summer and said how helpful it was. So I downloaded it and I was like, oh, this is great. This is really good. This is good stuff. Um, I read that every morning upon waking. And... It was, it, yeah, it was, it's been a really good tool. Um, and I shared some of the readings with my spon- with my sponsees in the morning. I'll, you know, c- you can send them a quick text with the, with the reflection. Um, I would send relevant ones to my husband. I would send them to my sister. I uh, would just share them. And that has been a really great tool. It, it does cost money. I think it's, I don't know how much it is right now. I've forgotten, but it's been a helpful tool in my toolbox that it was on my phone. And if I forget to read it first thing, I could read it throughout the day. Right. So that's my tool. It's the Language of Letting Go app uh, by Melody Beattie. That's good. I've never, ever looked at that, but yeah, it's helpful. I can see how that would be really helpful for a lot of, a lot of women, especially. I think we really find ourselves, whether it's a lifelong thing that we have to deal with, or if it's just uh, seasons in our life, we've all had moments yeah. of codependency, I think. Yeah. I don't think you escape this life without it. <laughs> it's not really a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was different, different degrees of it. Right. For sure. Right. But with yeah. this kind of letting go theme this year, it was helpful. I think that's what helps solidify it. Like getting those daily uh, reflections or meditations were like, huh? Yeah. That, that, that's helpful. <laughs> that's spot on. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your second thing? Okay. So my second one is going to sound very general. Um, but just my, my practices continuing with all of my practices, Yeah. prayer, I've already mentioned meditation. I really have been super intentional about meditating every morning. Um, food, my food practice, what, you know, what Mm -hmm. I, ingest, um, has continued. I, I, for two and a half years now, I have been mostly meat free. I, um, have occasional fish or seafood and occasional eggs. Um, but that's been a practice. My, you know, I have an exercise practice, writing almost every day. I write, even if it's just a quick note on my phone. Um, and then improv this year, I, I have, I started improv, 
classes at the very, the, in January of 2019. Aww. And this coming next month in January, I will take the last level and I will graduate. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's a lot of work. I really stayed very intentional about, and I, you know, I've just added things to my collection of practices Mm -hmm. and I've stayed consistent and, um, it feels really good. That is not a quality of mine. I will repeat. It <laughs> <laughs> was not a quality of mine before I quit drinking alcohol. Right. Yeah. Practices were not, well, they weren't called that. It was mostly like just damage control, right? It's Always. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be intentional. It's nice to have practices. It's nice to tweak them along the way too, right? And give yourself grace and kind of what works is what's working right now. Right. Yeah. No. And, and yes, if I imply that I'm perfect and I, I do it perfectly, that is not true. Um, <laughs> but that's why it's a practice yeah. because if you, if you miss a day or if you miss a week, you just, you know, you keep, you keep, you keep at it. Yeah. Well, I like that. I, I could go on for days as well about practices. You've just reminded me. So I'm going to write myself a note to kind of look at, at what my, all my practices are because yeah, that's kind of the whole day is made up of all these different little practices that we do that kind of solidify us and fortify us and, you know, get us a little more sturdy. So mine is one of those elements of, of my practices is my logbook. That was going to be my number two. Mm-hmm. which I also call proof of life. I, I, my practice of sitting down in the morning, I look forward so much, Sandra, to get my tea, come and pour my tea and do my little theme song for the day and put it on Instagram. That's what I like to do and sit down with my logbook. Sometimes I want to collage. Sometimes I want to write lists. Sometimes I want to um, write a gratitude list. Um, sometimes I want to just write myself, just write about a dream. Um, I, I really, these little books are proof of my journey, you know, and that I've, this is where I've been going through these, this year's worth of log books was so fun the last couple of days and going, wow, look at all the different things I've done. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I used to do that. Oh, I don't do that anymore. That's weird. Oh, that just fell off. Oh, oh, that dream was interesting about water. And then I looked up what some things on water and divine energy is fluid. It was a phrase I found and I was dreaming about water a lot. And then I found some words about being lost at sea. Like I just see how it all just kind of morphed and I just allowed it, you know, I just mm-hmm. kind of made me happy to put it on the page and then shut the book and start my day. So my logbook is a great place um, for me just to deposit kind of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Or follow your curiosity or absolutely whatever, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert just this morning on Instagram posted about her journals and I I want to say she used the word proof of life and Mm -hmm. I am here and yeah. No, I loved, I saw, I just tagged it to, to, to look at later and share with, in my, uh, with my proof of life ladies in our Facebook Mm -hmm. group, because it's a beautiful stack of journals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that pretty? Yeah. No, it's, it's an important part, I think, you know, but, and also I have other journals that I do my uh, morning pages in and composition books and, but yeah, that's been a great tool this year. Um, that's just for me. 
you know, that's, I share some stuff out of it, but, um, at the end of the day, that thing travels with me every day, everywhere I go. It's in my, it's in my bag. And, um, it's a tool that I pull out and use and, and to reread my logbooks is, is golden to go back and reread them when I'm done with one, um, of the projects I thought of, or that I forgot about, or that things I wanted to do, or that didn't follow up on, like rereading them is fun too, to kind of go, oh yeah, some things die there too. Like wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your third thing? Okay. So the, my last one, it may, it's going to sound or maybe sound self-promotion-y, but, but I don't care. It's our show. So, <laughs> it's right. It's so, it's so true though. Honestly, the connections I've made through Change Your Story has mm. just so bolstered my personal creative recovery, um, creativity and recovery so much. Um, it's it's just been so valuable to me this year. Oh, I yeah. can see why. Mm-hmm. And I know some of just a handful of the women you've worked with. I mean, I'm sure. Um, and just from that, you know, people that have been on our show and talked about it as well. Like, it seems like everyone benefited from working with you, Sandra. It's just, and I benefited that. And um, yes, that, that, the, the fact that they have as well um, was just you know, and the extra layer on top because I got so much out. I've gotten so much out of the, all the personal connections I've made, um, through doing this. So I just feel, uh, again, just so lucky. Yeah. So incredibly fortunate that I, you know, follow again, followed my curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, my last, my last thing that I, I felt was helpful when I look back at the year, and again, we're going to talk about this more in the next episode, but really choosing a word for the year for me has been really, really important. And I've been choosing a word for the last, I was looking it up this week, for the last, I'm going through my pages, you can probably hear them, um, for the last 10 years. And um, very quickly, I just want to say, I started this practice back in 2010, picking a word for the year. I went to a yoga class on, on January 1st, um, and I did that, and she would have us write our word for the year on an index card and put it underneath our mat and have, it, have us set our intention for the year and dedicate the practice to it. Um, it's interesting to me, the words I picked when I was still drinking, and we can talk about this um, in the next episode, but looking at that, like at the words that I picked when I was still drinking is interesting. Um, the words I've picked, um, over the years, like the year I stopped drinking and these last five years have been verbs. I usually like to pick verbs because it had me do something, um, an action, you know, um, but picking one has been um, important. So this is going to air at the end of the year here. If you've never done this before, I mean, I don't have any rules around it or, or, I know there's other people who teach classes on it. Basically, I just make a page in my journal and jot down ideas and words that I'm drawn to. And it takes a while for me to get there. I have one word in mind that I think is going to be the word, um, but it usually just kind of, it changes and morphs over the couple of weeks at the end of the year. So I'm not, I haven't landed on my word just yet, but I will by the next episode. 
But that practice has been really helpful. Like I said, the word honor this year and having it present on my desk every morning as I do my practice has helped kind of like sear it into my soul. So that's my third Mm. thing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. In my next newsletter, I'm going to talk about how I came to my word because that is a fun, fun. um, Yeah. That's a fun exploration. Yeah. No. And yeah. And it's a creative thing too. just me mapping it out and thinking about it and looking things up in the dictionary and the thesaurus and kind of getting deeper meaning and seeing, and then it just starts as as things do, right. It starts popping up in my life. I'm like, Oh, that person just said that at a meeting or, Oh, I just read that in a book and I, in the Mm -hmm. prayer, there's that word. And it starts just revealing itself. It almost picks you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've, I've, uh, I have a lot of really great contenders and I'm just trying to see, um, and think and meditate on like what, what that's going to be for me Which and what's going to rise to the top. Yeah. Because it has been an important practice and, um, I haven't done anything for 10 years. Right. But I've done this <laughs> and, uh, I like it. It makes me really happy. And uh, I've invited some gals over Friday night to come over and we're going to do word of the year collages, or they're going to do, um, um, selfies, uh, which I, I, I taught this in my proof of life class, how to do a little selfie with collage. So we're going to come over and gather, but I think mainly we're going to talk about words for the year, um, for next year and, and have a little creative, sober fun with some sober ladies. So yeah, if, if you haven't picked a word or have never done it before, there's no rules. Just, just think about what, what resonates with you and might guide you. That's how I use it. Like it's, it's a good, it's a good place to get tethered to a word. And kind of mm-hmm. have it remind you like of what your focus or your goal or just how you want to feel. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I think it's a feeling like whatever feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for our next episode because we totally geek out on all this stuff. Me yes. And you. We're going to talk about our words for the year for 2020. We're going to talk about your head spread tarot pulls and what we've pulled and what that means or how we interpret it or how the cards are interpreted. We'll, we'll totally just um, have fun with it. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And, and the goals and dreams and things we have for 2020, we're going to share too. So yeah, it's going to be a good one. Thanks for doing this year with me, Sandra. Uh, thank you, friend. Yeah. I love it. And I hope everyone has a good end to the new year. You don't have to drink. Yep. Stay don't sober. Reach Stay out. Sober. Yep. In the community or with a friend, um, text somebody. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have to do it alone. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.